So we are going to hear one of the stories, the last story uh, read to us, and Chris is going to come. I had to, I had to calm Chris down. He wants to read the whole of Luke, but I said the whole gospel, and I said another time for sure, for sure. But we're going to read uh, Luke 15, verses 11 to 32. You can find it in your Bibles. Do look it up. And I want you, as Chris reads, I've got a question for you. I want you to spot, how does the dad respond when his son comes back home? How does the dad respond when the son comes back home? Thanks, Chris. Sure. Okay, and if you want to follow this in the Pew Bibles, then well done you, because that's a good idea. And we're on page 1049. Page 1049. About just a past three quarters of the way through. Luke 15, verse 11. Having already told two of the stories, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off, for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out. And go back to my father and say to him, <clears throat> Father, <clears throat> I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, <coughs> Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let us have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the elder son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back, safe and sound. The elder brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you. I never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home. You kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found this is the word of the lord thanks be to god fantastic thank you very much chris i suspect janet uh, in the office deserves some credit for lining up chris to read that passage i can't really think of anyone better uh, to have read that and so my question was How did the dad respond? What did the dad do when his son was back home? What did he do? Shout it out. What did he do? He had a party. And I heard the word over here. He absolutely did. Celebrate. It's a word. It comes up four times in the story. Just like uh, the man who found his sheep rejoiced and had a party. Just like the woman who found her coin rejoiced and had a party. So this man. His son comes home and he welcomes back in, celebrates, and has a party. Rejoice with Jesus in the lost being found. It's something Jesus is saying to us today by the Holy Spirit, but it's worth thinking in our heads. Who was originally hearing this? Who was Jesus speaking to? Now, last week, if you were here with our commissioning service, we were at the end of Luke 14, where Jesus says, if you want to be my followers, you've got to be all in for me. You've got to count the cost. You've got to give everything. You've got to put me in first place. You've got to be all in for me. And the people closest, that look closest to God, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, well, they weren't the ones who came closer to Jesus to hear more. Instead, it was the people who seemed as far away from God as it's possible to be, the tax collectors and the sinners. Now, earlier in the week, Chris, who read our reading, said to me, I think we need all the stories because the first bit explains the second bit. And I kind of went, oh, yeah, I I think you're right. So, Chris, you are right. Of course you are. Sorry. Could you read the first two verses of Luke 15? If you close your Bibles, you need to open them again. First two verses of Luke 15. Sure. And, and if you closed your Bibles, we're back on page 1049. 
No, page 1048 for this bit. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering round to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And the Oscar Fortney. Fantastic. And then if you look, look on in verse 3, so the verse just after the one Chris finished with, it says, Jesus, then Jesus told them this parable. He tells the three stories. Who's the them? Pharisees and the teachers of the law. But is it just them? I think it's also to the tax collectors and sinners. They're all listening in. There's something for Jesus, uh, for all of them to hear from Jesus. Are we going to split the room? Uh, There's a big dividing line here, as there was in the passage. On this side, you are the tax collectors and sinners. And you're interested in what Jesus has to say. So can you do your interested faces? And your interested sound is, hmm, hmm. Right, come on, come on. Especially you at the back. Hmm. So when you hear me say tax collectors and sinners, you go, hmm. Which means on this side of the room, you are the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And, I mean, what we told, they, they muttered. Okay? So you need to put on your grumpy faces and go, mutter, mutter, mutter. Oh, come on. Come on. These guys did a good job. Let's try again. So if I say Pharisees and teachers of the law, you go, mutter, 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 mutter. Very good. Okay. You ready? Jesus says to everybody who was listening, to both the Pharisees and teachers of the law, and the tax collectors and the sinners, and he says, I want you to rejoice in the lost being found. Jesus is saying, I want you to rejoice because whether you are a Pharisee or a tax collector, No, that's wrong. Teacher of the law. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Or you are a tax collector and a sinner. You are all lost. And I've come to find you. You see, in the stories, Jesus says, I am the shepherd who gives up everything, leaves everything behind. His home in heaven. He doesn't grasp on being equal to God, but comes down to find the lost sheep. Jesus is the woman who becomes one of us in the mess and the muck of our lives to find the lost coin, to find something precious with the image of God stamped on it. Jesus is the father who comes to his sons. Jesus goes out to find the son who ran away. But notice at the end of the story, he goes out to find the son who seems so close to home and yet is lost. The first son is the tax collector and the sinners. Okay, 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 we'll just try again. Don't worry. Scratch that. Take two. The first son is the tax collectors and the sinners. He heads home, we're told. He comes to his senses in verse uh, 17. He goes, he goes, hmm, maybe I could go home and work for my dad and just slowly start getting into his good books. It won't be the same, but it'll be better than trying to live like a pig. The second son, we meet in verse 28, is angry and grumbling. That is the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. They look so close to God, but are as far away as anyone else. Jesus is the father who goes out and pleads with the older brother to come home. 
Now, I want you to look around. Look around at everybody. Clock is here. Did you know that each one of us has a story about how Jesus has come out to find us? Some of us here would have been really far away from God. We'd have run away. And Jesus came to find you in a really dramatic way. He's run up to you. He's thrown his arms around you and he's kissed you. Some of us will have looked really close to God but were far away. And Jesus came out to find you and quietly and patiently worked through our grumblings to show us he, he wants to give his, us everything but we've never asked. But it might be that some of us this morning are still lost. Maybe we're a younger brother. Maybe we're the older brother. And I want you to hear this morning that Jesus has come out to find you. He wants to bring you home. Rejoice with Jesus in the lost being found. All of us naturally are lost, and Jesus has come to find us. Whether we've run away or whether we're doing it respectively, all of us have a story. We're to rejoice with Jesus in the lost being found.